Amen. Uh, well, it's, a, it's an honor to be out here with you again this Wednesday night. Um, they told me I had to be done by 8.40 this week, so just buckle in. We'll, I'm kidding. I know everybody's excited for ice cream. I'm excited for ice cream. Uh, it's, it's good to be out here with you guys. I just want to, again, give a big shout out to our youth dream team. If you're not on the youth dream team, shame on you because it's amazing. But uh, I'm grateful for them filling in the gap so I can be out here. They're still having youth service back there. It's going to be awesome. And I'm grateful for them. And uh, I just want to throw again, like small groups, I just really want to encourage you, if you've never done a small group, you should do it. And I want to just give you a personal reason why. Uh, there have been moments in my life where I've been going through some stuff that was kind of serious. And, and for some reason, I don't know why the Lord works this way, but he'll put me with someone that they'll start sharing their experience and we're going through the same thing. And the amazing thing is that is a very healing process. Because I've discovered in my own life, one of the tricks of the enemy is to make me feel like I'm alone and I'm a weirdo and nobody else will ever understand what I'm going through. Until I just interact with one other human being that's like, yeah, bro, we all are human. You know, like we're all experienced. And it's just very healing. So here's what I've learned. Uh, when I'm really hurting, I need someone. And when I'm really not hurting, someone else probably needs me. So small groups is where that happens. Like you don't have to go look for it. We've created opportunity and space for you to just plug in and find some healing. And, and the Bible, it's amazing. I remember I heard another pastor point this out and I went, that's profound. I've never seen that. But the scriptures actually say that if we confess to one another, God will bring healing. That confession to God brings forgiveness. Confession to one another brings healing. It's just the way the Lord chooses to work is that we receive healing. He obviously heals too, but we can receive healing through his body, right? So if you've not done a small group, I strongly encourage you to sign up for them. Like Ashley said, some of them are all already filling up. They're going to be amazing. All right, I've got to get you out of here by 745. So turning your Bibles to Genesis 1-1. We're going to start there and work all the way through, all right? So <laughs> those of you that were here last week are like, is he serious? Because... I, I forgive you if you think that. Uh, no, I just I want to show you something I think is really powerful and, and it just encourages me and I think it will encourage you. And we're going to finish our time together with some prayer, so I won't take long. But Genesis 1-1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Let me say it again because I don't think you got it. In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now, just to show you how incredible of a verse this is, because we read it so much, like we know it so much that we've lost its power, and I want you to see just how amazing this is. So uh, I haven't picked on Pastor Rick in a while. So Pastor Rick, I need you to come up here and do something for me. This is a setup. He's not going to be able to do what I'm going to ask him to do. So I'm setting him up for failure, but it's going to prove my point. Come on all the way up here. they got to be able to see you attempt it, Okay. Now, Pastor Rick, the Bible just told us that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I would like for you to attempt as best as possible to create some earth. Just create it. <laughs> I'm not impressed. Is anybody else impressed with this attempt right now? I did this with the middle schoolers. Instead of creating the earth, I was like, create create the heavens, and one of them was like, and I was like, oh, that's a, at least an attempt. No, look, this is what's so amazing about this verse, is that when we really stop and think about it, what God just did is absolutely mind-blowing. Like the thought of just speaking 
and your words being so powerful that you can say earth and it just shows up you're not as good as God all right go sit down right do you get it though like this is this verse should just explode in our brains and go hold up he just made it I can't create anything unless I'm using what's already been created are you, are, you, are you seeing it? I, I want to say, are you tracking with me? But I got made fun of a lot last week. So are you seeing this? Like, this is incredible. That God is so, this is how powerful he is. That he literally can speak a word. And there is so much power and authority in his word that things just happen. Church, tonight what I want to submit to you, because we're going to go praying for people here in a few minutes. What I want to submit to you is don't lose the power of the word of God. Don't lose it. Because the Bible doesn't lose it. They constantly keep bringing it up. Why? Because it's amazing. No one else in all of creation has the capacity or the power to speak and make things change. But God could. This is wild stuff. Okay, so I know you're not as excited as me yet, but turn to Psalm 33. Psalms 33, we're just going to look at, we're going to look at two scriptures here. Psalms 33, and then we're going to look at another one in Jeremiah. I used a bookmark. I'm not sure why I'm not using my bookmark. I'm actually flipping through my Bible. It's a little weird. Anyways, all right, here we go. Psalms 33, and I want you to just pay attention to this psalm. All right, this is, this is a long time. Just put it in your brain. This, we're far past the creation account right now in the history of the world. Like, we've moved beyond it. But I want you to watch this. Psalm 33. Sing joyfully to the Lord, you righteous. It is fitting for the upright to praise him. Praise the Lord with the harp. Make music to him on the ten-stringed lyre. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy. And I am so grateful we have a band that can do that. And you don't have to listen to me attempt it. For the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. The Lord loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of his unfailing love. Church, I just want you to know there's not a single place in all of creation that you can go where God's love isn't already there and isn't following you and isn't surrounding you. Like it's already there. I just think that's really cool. But look at this. Verse number six. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. They're reminding us of Genesis 1-1. They want you to have it in your memory. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. The starry host by the breath of his mouth. He gathers the waters of the sea into jars. He puts the deep into storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the people of the world revere him. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. Are you seeing this? Like the, the author of this psalm is like, if you want to know why you should just follow this God, he spoke and it all came to be. Show me one other person that can do that and we'll have a rival. But you can't. There's only one who has this power, right? Are you seeing this? The Lord, the, the Lord, 
The Lord foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purposes of the peoples. But the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purposes of his heart through all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people he chose for his inheritance. From heaven the Lord looks down and sees all mankind. From his dwelling place he watches all who live on the earth. He who forms the heart of all who considers everything they do. Church, there's nowhere you can go in all of creation that God's eyes aren't watching you faithfully. He's got you. Now I like this. He, he, no king is saved by the size of his army. No warrior escapes by his great strength. A horse is a vain hope for deliverance. Despite all its great strength, it cannot save. But the eyes of the Lord are on those who fear him, on those whose hope is in his unfailing love. Look at this. To deliver them from death and keep them alive in famine. We wait in hope for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In him our hearts rejoice, for we trust in his holy name. May your unfailing love be with us, Lord, even as we put our hope in you. Do you see this, that salvation and deliverance is in the same psalm that's reminding you of how powerful he is, that he can speak and create everything from nothing. Are you seeing this? Now, Flipping your Bible to Jeremiah 32. Jeremiah 32. This is my last scripture. I just think it's so good. It's so good. I got to give you a little setup, though. So Jeremiah is a prophet, and he's a true prophet of God. And Jeremiah is sent by the Lord to let Israel know they've been naughty, and they're going to be grounded by going into exile for 70 years. And some knucklehead prophets are walking around claiming, hey, you know, this is just going to be a short little vacation you know, don't worry about it too much. We'll be there maybe 40 days. The Lord will bring us out. And God sends Jeremiah to basically say, tell those knuckleheads to shut their mouths because they don't know what they're talking about. You're going to be there for 70 years. And he gives Jeremiah this, this like illustration, like a sermon illustration. I love it. To prove the point. And the illustration was go buy a field because you're going to go into this place and you're going to settle in. Right? You're going to seek the good of the land. You're going to get married there. You're going to, you're going to live life in your grounded state. But after seven years, I'm going to bring you back, right? Okay. Now, Jeremiah does this stuff, but then look. It's, it says in verse 16 of chapter 32, After I had given the deed of purchase to Barak, son of Neriah, I prayed to the Lord. So he did what the Lord told him to do as a prophetic witness, as a prophetic sermon illustration. And this is how he starts his prayer. And I think it's so good. Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth. By your great power and outstretched arm. And if you could do that, then what's it say? Nothing. Nothing's too hard for you. If, if you could do that, church, I submit to you that it's about time that we as his people get really excited about the fact that our God could create the heaven and the earth by a word. Why? Because the writers of the scriptures are consistently reminding the people, if you go search that phrase, look it up. It's all over the Old Testament, and they keep using it in the New Testament. Why? Because it is the single act of his power. Jesus went to the cross. I'm not saying it's greater than the cross. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is they consistently bring us to back to that place because if you really let it soak into your brain, you go, he did what with what? Yeah, he just spoke. That's a powerful, powerful person.
And if he's that powerful, I reckon there's nothing we can experience in this physical world that he created that he is incapable of handling. Yeah? So as we pray today, and we are going to pray, and we're going to start with praying for our pastor because he's in a fight. And we want to keep him lifted up in the fight. Everybody needs a corner. You know what I'm saying? You watch a boxing match, they might go 12 rounds, but they got a corner there telling them, hey, you're still in this, buddy. Here's what you need to You need people in your corner that's giving you refreshing, that's helping you out. So we're going to pray for our pastor, but we also want to take an opportunity to pray for you tonight. But as we go into prayer, I just want you to remember, if he could create the heavens and the earth with just a word, all it takes is one word from the Lord to change your situation. And if he could do that with the heaven and the earth, I'm telling you, there's nothing that you're going through that's too hard for him. Amen? Amen. Would you guys stand with me as we just lift up our pastor in prayer, and then I'll have you guys pray with each other. Heavenly Father, we just come before you as your church, and Father, we lift our pastor up to you, God. We know that he's in the midst of a fight, Father, for his health, and Father, we just pray that you would be with him, that you would give him your strength, Father. God, I pray that Jesus would stand beside our pastor and give him strength to endure, Father. God, we pray for healing to come to his body. Nothing's too hard for you. All it takes is one word, Father, one word and complete and total healing can be his, and that's what we ask for. God, we're asking for that complete and total healing in the name of Jesus. And Father, we pray that as he goes through this battle, that you would fill him with peace, and that you'd give him joy, Father, because his hope is in you. His hope is in you, and your purposes are established forever. They will not be changed. So, Father, we thank you for that, and we speak healing and life to our pastor. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Just for a minute, here's all I want you to do. I want you to grab two or three people right beside you. You're the church. It's okay to do this, all right? You'll be all right. You'll survive this. Grab two or three people and say, is there anything going on in your life that you need prayer for? And if there is, take a moment and just pray for them. I'll give you 60 seconds, and then I'm going to pray and close us out.
All right, Heavenly Father, we just thank you, God, that you are God of the impossible. We thank you that nothing is too hard for you, and we just, we declare that. We confess that, Lord, that nothing is too hard for you. Father, help us to believe that as we, as we lift one another up in prayer, God, that we would believe that no matter what the situation is, nothing's too hard for you. You're able to deliver. You're able to rescue. You're able to heal. You're able to save, Father. That's who you are. Help us to have great faith in you, Father, as we go throughout our day today, throughout the rest of our week. Father, help us to just share the hope and joy that we find in you. Father, for you are all-powerful and nothing's too hard for you. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. If you have teenagers, we're going to dismiss them straight out to the ice cream socials. You don't have to worry about them. But if you have children in children's church, make sure you grab them. Remember, the ice cream social is happening right over under the big tent. So it's not under the awning. It's under the big tent. We'll see you guys out there. We love you all. Be blessed.